Welcome to Kid Like Faith, where we help you to keep your faith kid-like. I'm Nina T. And I'm Elysia. Today, we're digging into a story about a warrior. Oh, yes, we are. We're taking a faith adventure with everyone's favorite hero, Thor. I hope you're ready. Because we sure are. So let's start the show. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited. We're digging into Thor. Now, if you have not seen Thor, as we tell you every week, please stop this podcast. Just pause it. You can come back after you watch it, okay? But we want you to be able to uh, watch it. Oh, it's on Disney+. Plus. Make sure you watch it all. Um, and then come back and listen to our little commentary. So... If you are still here, we are assuming you have already listened to Thor and we can get right into it. Alicia, how you doing, girl? I'm good to you, Nina. I am great. I'm ready to get into it. And so let's go. Okay. Um, before I do the opening scene, I think like sometimes when they when they show us stuff that happens like randomly and then they take us back to the beginning i like to start with the beginning so that we can kind of like go through the story so instead of starting um where we're introduced to um jane and darcy and uh dr selvig i'm gonna say his name wrong selvig um (laughs) but when we before we're introduced to them um, or after we're introduced to them, they ask a very important question. Where did he come from? The guy that comes from the sky. And um, then they take us back. They tell us where, you know, his history. Um, and the history is that he came from um, a place called Asgard. His, his dad was Odin, um, all father, the Asgardian king, right? And he is in control. He has two children, that he claims, and we are going to dig into um, their beginning story. So their their history um, that he's actually sharing with his sons is that in the beginning there was like this war, and this war happened between the Frost Giants and the Asgardians. And the Frost Giants were basically trying to um, send Earth into the Ice Age again. And before they could do that, Heaven or Asgard interrupted, the Asgardians interrupted and made this a not only a human war, but a um, an eternal or spiritual war. And so uh, they came in, they stepped in, and they literally vanquished, well, they, they didn't kill all of them, but there was a lot of deaths. Um, there were a lot of bruises because um, Odin had two eyes working perfectly until the first war and then that after that war he had a little bruise okay and see out that eye and then he had to make that an accessory over the eye he had a fury situation he had a fury situation happening but um yeah so he that he they say the cost was great um but the king fell the king of the um frost giants fell and they were driven back to their home and their power was taken from them. Now, this makes me think, I don't know about you, Elisa, how this like kind of like hits you, um, but it kind of hit me as like the rebellion of Satan. Like when Satan came up against God and all of his foolishness, right? Thinking that he could stand up and be equal with God. He found himself one, um, very much uh, 
uh, kicked out <laughs> to <laughs> very much defeated. They were the angels and all the creative beings in the beginning were like God's workmanship and craftsmanship, but because Satan decided to rebel, he was his power was taken away, right? Now, I, I brought out that point because I think sometimes, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or you can chime in if you like, um, I think sometimes we give the devil more power than we should. Absolutely. I, I literally think we see him as like Goliath was, like a giant. Um, and mm-hmm. he is as all-knowing as God. He is as omniscient as God. And we see him as an equal, but he was never an equal. That was why he was so easily overthrown. Um, and we see him as like this big threat. And God is saying, why? <laughs> why when I've already one stripped him of the power and stripped the power from sin, but I've also given you the keys to the kingdom. What, what would make you think that he was ever equal to me, let alone that he could um, do things um, to overpower you without your permission? <laughs> so I think we, yeah, I think we tend to, and, and the cost of fighting and, and the cost of sin entering the world and, and Satan's rebellion was great. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it has bruised, I don't think it it has bruised God in the way that, you know, he doesn't have vision, but I think it it did hurt him to see a creative thing rebel against him. I'm sure that was a bruise or a wound. Um, however, he is a fallen, and he's not even a king, but he's a fallen foe. He's, he's not a king. He doesn't have um, the rulership that we often give him. Um, and he's not as powerful as we make him. But um, it is a spiritual war that we fight. The Bible tells us that our um, our battle and our war is not against flesh and blood. It's never been. Our weapons aren't carnal because the battle isn't. <laughs> why? Why would he? Why would our weapons uh, be carnal if the war has never been between flesh and blood, but mm-hmm. in a spiritual um, battle from the start? from the start but the truth of the matter is is that he's telling them the history so that they know what has been done to set peace and they have literally uh he really wants them to be in a place where they can um not only regard the acts of history but so that they can um really acknowledge and love peace so much that they will do what they must do to protect it Little later on, as they grow up, we see Thor as like this hero, <laughs> this war hero with the warrior mindset. And um, he comes in and just as he's about to be promoted, um, mm-hmm. he actually gets jacked up because of some other reasons. Uh, but there was an attack that the mm-hmm. giants returned and they came into Asgard because they had a way in. Um, and when they went in and they did what they did, it kind of interrupted the moment of promotion. promotion. Yeah. But the problem uh, or the reason that it interrupted, I believe that moment, we know why it interrupted. And if you've seen it, um, you know that what Loki did literally to open that door. And we'll talk about that in a, in a, in a little while. Um, 
But the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes promotion um, happens or is, is due to you, mm-hmm. but if you're not ready, there is an interruption that will come. And, and whether it was warranted or not, the interruption mm-hmm. showed the heart of Thor. Mm-hmm. It showed that Thor was more in the mindset of revenge and vengeance and mm-hmm. that he wanted to deal with things by the sword while his father who was the leader had thoughts and allies because he wanted to keep peace peace was mm-hmm. at the forefront uh, for the leader and he was telling him like to be wise and to not be foolish but to be patient and Thor being only warrior minded he all he wanted to hear was let's, let's just kill them all That's mm-hmm. and from a kid he's been saying I'd kill them all Nothing. So we noticed that from a, a child till even when he's grown up, okay, about to be promoted, he's not matured enough to be the leader. Mm-hmm. And also by way of how he treats um, his father, how he talks to his father, how he called his father foolish because he was not willing to um, compromise peace to just all automatically go guns blazing and attack. Um, and because of this, unfortunately, um, he not only didn't get his promotion, um, but the promotion was stopped and he was cast out. His power was taken from him and he had to be banished. All of these things by way of immaturity. And the reason I'm bringing that up is, uh, Alicia, I want you to talk a little bit about um just a little bit, and it doesn't have to be a lot of things, um, mm-hmm. but just a little bit about how proof, uh, immaturity can block promotion. Um, immaturity? Yeah. It can delay the promotion. Yeah. And it can delay the... It's, I, well, I see it from two different ways. I can see it from being in a workplace yep. when you do for a promotion and that might affect you with your livelihood or sometimes even spiritually when you move out of a place of emotion and it blinds your vision and it was like I was trying to use you for something greater but now I gotta pause you just for a moment so we can do some corrective criticism and not corrective criticism in the sense of making you like sit you down forever and make you feel like you're this terrible person but to correct you so that when when you get it we can put you back up there and put you back to work again Right. It, 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 it wasn't like they were saying you will never be king. Um, mm-hmm. It was the more he talked, though, he pushed himself out. Like the Further more he back. kept going mm-hmm. back and forth with his father, the more he kept being disrespectful. He ended up putting himself in another place of delay mm-hmm. until it was like, until you learn, you can't affect the culture with who you are and who you're being. Your character is showing that you need a timeout. <laughs> and he gave him literally a timeout on earth, but he said, made the person, he spoke into the hammer and it was like, made the person who is ready be able to pick up Thor's hammer. And so we're and possess the power. Because he took it and he took literally, he didn't take him, he didn't take uh just like clothes. He took history like he literally was like in the in the name of the ancestors in the name of what you know where we come from yeah. you you no longer get to benefit from our family 
history and lineage and legacy because mm-hmm. of who you're being right now. Until you can mature, you don't get the privilege of this access. And I think, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who God has to give moments, um, and I don't want to say it's exile, but it's just moments of isolation to reflect. It's almost like the wilderness, how, how the Israelites were supposed to go on a journey that would not take them long to get to the promised land. But because of their immaturity and their belief, they didn't they didn't really take God at his word. I mean, clearly he had delivered them from Egypt. He had kept them this whole time. So if he could do those things, then surely he could keep them in the promised land. But because they were immature in their faith and in their belief of him, um, he allowed them to wander. He allowed them to wander and that wander took 40 years. Okay, you got to sit, you understand what it looks like to be wandering in circles and then you're you're stuck because you can't go back where you were. And you the same circles. You okay, it's like legit cycle. You can't go back to Egypt because the the literal the literal sea is closed. So you ain't gonna be able to get back around it. Okay, it's closed. Ain't no ain't no pathway back. And then you can't go forward because you weren't stewarding the word properly. So that's blocked off. So you literally are wandering in circles and cycles for 40 years. <laughs> and I, I, I think sometimes like people, or they they identify, I know sometimes I have identified with being in cycles too long because mm-hmm. of my immaturity, because of not, my willingness to um, not rise to into who I was supposed to be and who I was, mm-hmm. who God was asking me to be, um, and because of that, there were things that it was like, okay, you should have had this by now. Yeah, I should have been here by now. No, you shouldn't, have. because if you had been there, you would have compromised the integrity of that place. So you gotta stay in the place um, until you grow and until you mature, um, mm-hmm. and you'll be ready for that next place when you do. I, I think it's it's interesting that he told both his sons that they were born to be kings, mm-hmm. but both of them couldn't rule. So he said, you're both born to be kings, but one of you will ascend the throne. He didn't say one of you will rule at one time, the other will rule at the other time. No, he said one of you will ascend. And I don't know that we pictured Loki as the one that would ascend first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, especially he's he's not the firstborn. He's not the warrior. When 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 you know things are happening, he was staying quiet um, most of the time uh, to manipulate. And we'll talk about him as a manipulator a little bit. Um, but he was quiet mostly. Like when when Thor and his father were going back and forth about um, the frost giants and what to do, that he was dead silent until he had said the only way that you can you know, do what you'd like to do is to defy father. The only way that you can, you know, get the revenge you seek is, is when you fi- defy father. And that little suggestion was like a serpent suggestion because he knew his, his brother was immature. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, we sometimes have to be careful of conversation that we yeah. have around immature people. Yep. That we know have not 
come into yep. <laughs> the right place to steward the information. It's like, what were you even think like the reason Loki makes the suggestion is because he knows he can play off of his brother's immaturity. But for us, because our intentions hopefully are not to manipulate our brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. I hope that we would be very careful about the things that we say, um, the suggestions we make, even the things that we see. Because uh, Alicia, you can and you can talk about this too. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, there, there is a. <laughs> There is a, a an idea that because you can see a thing, you're supposed to comment on. No. <laughs> no. Further elaborate if you can. If you can. Sometimes you're just supposed to sit there and listen. Mm. Like literally just listen. And yeah. I respond, just be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that literally be it, or take what they've shared with you go into your secret place and ask the Lord like how do you want me to handle this or Lord I give this to you pray about it it's not for you to add more fuel to the fire yeah that it turns into chaos just like Loki and Thor getting together I mean just one suggestion for a immature spoiled warrior who is already on 10, mm-hmm. him and his friends into rebellion. And that that same that same person also goes back to tell the father that the, the brother disobeyed. So it's like Loki's playing two sides of a coin, trying to cover himself, look like and look like the good child. But all things done in the dark come to light. Baby, okay. It's like you can try to play both ends at the candle, but but you won't get bonked. Okay, that's how that works. It, it's it's just all gonna make you get bonked. You're gonna get bonked down. Now speaking of bonk, mm-hmm. I thought it was very interesting that they gave us a clue into Loki's history by when uh they were touched by the frost giants. When, yeah. they, when the other Asgardians were touched by the frost giants, their skin burnt. It was almost like a frost burn. Frost bite. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a frost bite or burn, right? So they, they were frostbitten and that arm got, don't let them touch you. But as soon as they touched Loki, his skin mm-hmm. began to change. The mm-hmm. color changed and then it turned and reverted back. All father, Odin picked him up. Yeah. Explain yeah. to him, they look. You seen that he had two different eyes? The no. infant had two different eyes. I think he might have been like a like a hybrid, like a half breed. Shoot! <laughs> I missed because it. Because when you pick up his again. eyes, his, 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 if you go back, his eyes are two different colors. And when he was picked up, when Odin picked him up, he changed. Wow. So maybe it was like a half and half thing going on. Wow. And and that would also explain why he even adopted him in the first place. So let's talk about that because we already here. We already here. <laughs> um, so Loki, by that uh, that little frostbite situation, he figures out that he's different. So of course he goes to his father and says, why is it that this happens to me? What, what is it? Am I one of them? And 
he has no choice but to tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. That after the war with the Frost Giants, there was a baby that was left over in the the at the temple. And he picked it up, took it home, and raised it as his. And Mm -hmm. I was like, shoot! Woo! What kind of what kind of man did he have to be in order to be able to see a helpless, defenseless baby from a people who he was warring with and mm-hmm. then say, okay, I know and I understand that this is a helpless baby and mm-hmm. I possibly train this one to mm-hmm. be something different. I, I can take the, the chance that mm-hmm. I can take this one thing from this culture of um, angry giants, and if I raise it, I'll be able to raise it in a way that it will be able to be who they're supposed to be. They're, they'll be able to be more like us, more peaceable like me. I'm torn with that, Jenny. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me what you're well, talking I can, I can, <laughs> So I can see it like, yeah, you could change, but it's like that DNA, like how we talk about DNA and how it's so important. It's like that is part of his DNA. He would literally, we're in a teaching, um, the after wave of the summit with Apostle Nona, and it's like when you're being converted, like yeah, you being co- like you have to have a heart change and a blood transfusion. So the blood that's it within his veins are the the frost giants. Yeah. And for so long, only for so long, are we able to put on this persona or front and try to be away until something or someone comes along and triggers it or pulls it out and then you go back to your originality. Right. It's literally, literally like how he, that one touch proved to him there was something going on Mm-hmm. And from that one touch, he was like, okay, let me all the way left. Let me go all the way in and dig into the history of why of my people. He wasn't even being so this is why I can't fault Loki. I can't fault fault Loki for being evil when he came from evil people. Because mm-hmm. just because he was in the proximity of good, it did not mean that he was willing to become that. He only mm-hmm. wanted to be praised. He never wanted to be good. He only mm-hmm. wanted his father to see him as 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 good as Thor. That was equal. All. That's what he said. That's all he wanted. He never wanted to be changed a different. He never wanted to be Thor. He only wanted to be equal. And I think also too is the same thing. Uh, the same thing with certain um, certain people um, that we think. You know, just because they're in the proximity of the faith, just because they come to church, mm-hmm. okay, you come to church, that automatically makes you convert it, and it literally doesn't, because that's a choice. Mm-hmm. If that were the case, then if I were to stand to my driveway, that would mean I would become a Cadillac. That doesn't happen, because my makeup isn't a car, okay? I can't, I can't stand in the driveway and become a Benz. I would like it. Okay, it would probably be fun, and I would hope to be a convertible. Huh? What color? Baby, I'm going to be baby blue. I'm going to be sparkly. Okay, I got sparkle paint. Okay, because when I come down this street, you're going to see me shining. Okay, you're going to put my little pop 
that it's gonna be a little uh, convertible top to come back so that when you're in the time of the summers, you can feel the wind blow through your head like that. <laughs> Why am I thinking of this? Like, what is happening? What is even like? Anyway, but I'm saying I can't do that. I can't become What's a- life right now for you. I don't even know. If this is what happens when you just authentically show up as yourself, you just you just go with the flow and you don't care. Cause who going who gonna who gonna tell me I'm not a convertible, huh? Nobody. Who gonna, who Nobody. With me and my sparkly blue paint. Okay. Huh? My my full convertible life. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but the truth be told, there are a lot of people that we assume. Um, have taken the journey with Jesus. On the other token, mm-hmm. I learned this this week while watching Hunt for Jesus because I had some 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 things going on. Okay, with me personally, mm-hmm. me um, that the Lord was talking to me about, and um, it was literally like, yes, you can be close to church. You could even be inside of the church but it doesn't mean that your motive you can even be a leader or have a title and mm-hmm. those things still do not make you become good because think of it this way um loki became eventually right had the authority mm-hmm. as leader it did not make him a good one it just made him a leader yep he was a leader with the same evil motives and att- intentions. He still wanted to prove that he was the better son, the equal son. He could be just like Thor. So all of his decisions were driven by that same motive and that same agenda. And it was like, but if you was just, if you would just be, well, I can't say if you would just be yourself because that was himself. That was him being authentic. Mm-hmm. What happens when people's authenticity is evil? What happens when you when letting someone be authentic means that you see their dirt and their maliciousness, you see their their all of all of that. What happens when you see that? <laughs> I got a question. Come on, question. Question time. Question time. <laughs> Okay. Now, if I see that, does that mean that they can't convert, flip over, and or you know, be cultivated into something else? It absolutely means they can, but it also means it's a choice. Well, it sounds like we're talking about deliverance then. Oh, hiya! <laughs> because deliverance is a choice. It is. And it just can't be that one time. It's going to have to be a daily process. So once we see it, that's actually a good question, Janine, all jokes aside. Once we see it and you accept them for that, because we're not going to be judging them, yeah. because they're they're now vulnerable and showing you all the parts of them. Yep. Are you going to journey? Now I got a question for you, a question. Are you willing to journey with them as they go through that process? That's it. Because think of, think of it this way. Jesus walked with 12. Okay. Mm-hmm. 12 mm-hmm. of them jokers and all 12 of them had their own separate issues, separate problems, separate struggles. And he said, come follow me. He never said, hey, 
before you come follow me, make sure you clean up, make sure you throw them nets away, make sure he, he just told them to drop their nets and follow him. That was the only instruction. He never said, Peter, stop cussing. He never said, Peter, stop fighting. He never said, uh, he never said, John, you're the one I love. So because I love you, you have to be uh, lovable at all times. He never said mm -hmm. any of those things. The, the thing was, follow me. If you follow me and you're in proximity with me, we can deal with all the things you bring along with what's in you, what's mm -hmm. in your family history, what's in your, um, Matthew is a tax collector. We got, we got a, a bad reputation attacked with fishermen and tax collectors and all of these other positions. And Jesus is not once saying, well, um, I can't take you because your representation or your reputation is that you are a lowly tax collector. It had to be that you journeyed with him and you chose. Mm -hmm. Because that is a choice that no one can make for you. But you. Period. I can't make it for you. It can't be prophesied to you. And the prophecy doesn't make you change. Oh, okay. If I told you what was in the future, it may give you a hint. But it also has, you have to be, a, have to make a decision to walk from God to get to it. Hello? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not the word alone. It's, it can't be. It can't be. It has to be a choice. And because Loki never made the choice to change, mm -hmm. he, he only changes physically so he can appear. Lord. Like uh, the brothers. Who was it? Um, It was like the brothers. Um, Jacob. Mm -hmm. Esau. Mm -hmm. Oh, change, yeah, change the yeah. outside. But yeah. he said, but Isaac said, I you sound like Jacob. Yeah. But you feel like Esau. Mm -hmm. He recognized that hair was not something that Jacob had. That was an Esau trait. Mm -hmm. But his voice didn't change. And his perception of that voice. I wish sometimes I was like, Lord. <laughs> Lord, why didn't why didn't Isaac just go with what he what he perceived? He couldn't. He couldn't. He just he just had to go on ahead like he thought, like he thought, uh, like well, like like the scripture said, I guess it was a manipulation and a and a manipulative way mm -hmm. of making the younger um, be rule over the older, just in the same way that Loki was manipulative and how he was able to. Um, rule over his older brother Thor but it was it was said that one of them was going to ascend and they and one of them did one of them did well actually both of them did and we're going to talk about the, the other <laughs> the other ascension in a minute but um I love that he said I want to just uh talk about this hammer for just a second um because while he was about to promote Thor before he got banished. He talked about the hammer as being a tool to build, but also a tool to destroy. Baby, didn't that bless you so good? Shoot. I said, Dad, on it. I said, the one thing that you gave him as a resource and as a tool, it was either to build or a weapon to destroy. It was either one of the two. It would either work for him or work against him. But here's the thing. Because there were times as a as a good ruler, um, or there would be times as a warrior where he needed to destroy some things. Mm -hmm. 
He needed to destroy the bad guys. He needed to destroy some of them frost giants, okay? He needed mm-hmm. to destroy some of those people. And then he also needed to build at some places. He, so he needed a tool that was able to not only be either or, but be both and. He needed a tool that was able to, to work in two different spaces and capacity. Now, if you don't know, Jane is a researcher, a scientist. Um, she, yeah. she, this is how she comes across Thor is because she's literally researching the atmosphere. And while she's researching the atmosphere, Thor is cast out and there's like, if she, what she detected would be like a little disturbance is actually his emergence, is actually him making his way into Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she cuffed her, Darcy, and uh, Dr. Selvig, Selvig, I gotta say his name right. Um, but <laughs> but when the three of them come across Thor, uh, one, he's like basically unconscious, he's coming too. Um, but he also has to figure out how to adjust to life outside of Asgard. Yep. And he does that with these three. He figures out now the the three of them don't really believe he is who he says he is because up until this point Thor has been a god from legend, right? The mm-hmm. Bifrost that he's talking about which is the the pathway between the earth and and um or not only just the earth, but between all of the nine realms. Mm-hmm. Um that that has only been written in a book. These these warriors have only been written in books, so they don't necessarily believe him. They just think he's, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know, and all of that. Um, but they meet him, they rescue him, they take him to the hospital to get him checked out. I want to bring out this part that blessed me. <laughs> real bad. Real bad. Um, before I go to the resource. Um, he's in the hospital. And when he wakes up, even though the power had been taken from him, he threw that man across the room. He still operated. Okay, so here's the thing. He was operating in strength versus operating in might. Two different things. Yeah. Strength talks about physical ability to resist. Physical ability um, to, to enforce strength, right? Or power that is enforced. But might talks about authority. <laughs> that you when you have you use your strength for authority's sake. So while he had been stripped of the authority, the the uh capacity to resist and the capacity to still be strong was still in him. He just didn't have the power to exert it the way he normally would. Ain't that crazy? And I want to talk about there. So there are a lot of people where we say, um, well, we think their fall from grace counts them out. And we already talked about how last week your your, yeah. your fall doesn't make you a son, hallelujah. Um, it doesn't make you not a son, right? But mm-hmm. um, the truth of the matter is that there are a lot of people who are still operating in strength, but they don't, they don't have the might anymore. They lost the authority and the way to exercise that strength in the appropriate place. Said exercise and exercise means over a time and you're doing it and you're building that muscle up. So yeah, y'all wondering why y'all prayers ain't going through it. It's because you ain't putting your time in. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's it's not you're you're literally or you're using the for instance, 
Um, and I think this is so so crazy. All right, y'all y'all bear with me, okay? Because <laughs> some people use the insight and the intuition and the uh, intel from Holy Spirit to find their keys, and that's the extent of what they use their gift for. Wait, you said <laughs> find their keys? Literally. Where did I last put them? <laughs> like, hear Janine joke on here and stuff. And I want you to hear, hear the truth. Now, Holy Spirit, help me remember. It's like, that's what you want them to help you remember? I get it. I understand. But please don't just use Holy Spirit to help you remember your grocery list. I know you lying. <laughs> you can Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. a gift in strength using mm-hmm. it for its capacity but not exercising it in the right way, in the way that it, it actually matters. Now, okay, I understand you need to find stuff, but we also got to ex- exercise discipline, huh? Because me not finding my keys, man, I ain't put them on that hook. Hmm? I got to, I, that's my fault. I got to put it on that hook or I got to put it in the little, I have, I have certain spots. So I know if I pass the hook in the front, which is, you know, which happens, I'll bring all my bag in and I'll put my keys in my bag. Um, so at my at our front door, we have a hook where all of our keys normally stay. But if I pass that place, I have a place for my badge because I need a, I have a badge I have to get in work, and I put it right with my credit card that normally stays up here in the the ATM of my heart next to my heart. <laughs> And if I put the card, my badge, and if I still have keys in my bag, I put them right all, together. all together so that when I'm going out, I know I have them in my hand. If I don't grab them, then I know one or two things happen. They either on the hook or they in this bag because I was I had fell asleep and I did not take them out and I wasn't diligent. But again, I set up a system to where I, I got to know where they are. I can't, I can't. I'm tired. I don't want to be late. I don't, I don't want to be written up. I don't need four points, okay? <laughs> I don't want to get points because I decided not to be disciplined. And I think sometimes certain things that we will bug Holy Spirit about are just matters of discipline. It's just matters of us staying and doing the right things so that we can use the Holy Spirit for what he's intended to, to lead us into all truth. And that truth that affects the kingdom of God is where we want his help, his insight, his, 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 uh, you know, his intel. We, we can handle keys. You understand? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But anywho, anywho, um, yeah. So like there, there are, 
he's he's got strength, no might. He realizes he lost the might because he can't pick up his hammer. Yeah. And they have made his hammer a sideshow attraction where people are coming to try and pick up the hammer. And no one is able. Not even Loki. Okay, did you notice that? Yeah, Loki was mad about that. <clears throat> Maybe because he tried to disguise himself, didn't he? Like he wasn't worthy. That's what he said. That that is who Odin said. You, just because he said title. He was found worthy. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're not worthy. You're still manipulative. You still ain't That's word. Your character ain't right. You're not worthy yet. This is why the Bible tells us to walk worthy of the call. I was about to find scripture. I Come see, that's on. A, that's a whole word. Okay. That, that's an admonishment. Is that you not I only have the gift, but you walk worthy of it. That you you change the way you walk so that so that you don't have to be ashamed. Period. You don't. You don't have to be. That's the choice. You don't have to be. Fix, fix. I'd be like, Lord, fix me, please. All right, because your girl right here, me, me, she, her. I said to, now this is an honest prayer. I said to the Lord earlier today. I said, hey, Lord, um, just just me being honest. I don't want to waste my time, okay? I don't want to, I don't want to waste this, <laughs> this life and use this life for anything other than building your kingdom. So lead me, please, in the ways that will serve and honor you. Because I have a tendency to get distracted. That's a good point. I know the truth. I know me. I'm a my character will mess this up. My mm. procrastination will put some things that should have been done already back on the back burner, and that's not right. And then you be mad when you see somebody else doing it, and then you okay. critique them and critique them because if you have to do it the first time, they would have probably been able to do it, but now they. Now, now you gotta sit there and look at them do a half behind job on what you knew you could Ooh. do well. You talking about somebody that be upset, y'all? <laughs> I be like, oh, oh. I remember I couldn't be at, I, I was still working my nine to five. Lord, it's it's kid like face, Lord, I can share it. Yeah. I was my nine to five. <clears throat> And whom which I served had to be somewhere else. And I said, all right, I can't armor bear. Somebody had to step up in my stead. Y'all talking about somebody that wanted to come through Facebook Live and gather somebody? <laughs> but baby, oh, when I touched down off that flight, I didn't even want to unpack no clothes, don't want to shower, get me to the destination now. Right. When I stepped on the scene, just let me know. You see me, I see you. You want me to move them? Let me. <laughs> give me the tallit, give me the oil. Bye, bye. And it was two of them. I'm like, I ain't never needed two. Oh, yeah. wow. They were so, it wasn't, it wasn't even just a fact of like them standing in my stead, but it was like some people don't even take joy or count it an honor to be able to do things. So they have to do or they do it so sloppy or they like how they feel about having to do it. They're just showing up on their face and, oh, I have to be here. Like, what? Mm. What? When I hear people say armor is just an assistant, what? Now. I just carry bags. 
Now, Alicia, you done said a word because what? it's not I have to, it's I get to. I get to. But then yeah, the people of God, we be so upset. And I'm saying we because I'm a part of that. I'm part of the believers. Yeah. We get so upset. Like, Lord, you're not using me. But look what happened when I was trying to use you. Yeah. You didn't honor I trusted you with something small to see if I could trust you with the Lord. So I gave you, I gave you one. Or maybe I gave you twelve, but I can't trust you with my twelve thousand. Cause you didn't even do what you were supposed to do with the twelve. Sometimes in the mundaneness of constantly doing the same thing over and over and over again, you can forget the joy. Like you said, you can you can miss the joy for the obligation. And at the moment that you embrace obligation over joy, you might need a reset. You you mm-hmm. might you might need to say, okay, wait, because this is becoming a chore. It's a privilege. All of it is. It's a privilege to be okay like faith. And Alicia be more joyous about it than I be sometimes. Okay. I be, I mean, golly. Y'all, this is still <laughs> considered a ministry. This is still considered a place in which God called her Say. to go ahead and teach on y'all. So I'm going to treat it just as if she asked me to show up somewhere if she was preaching. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, at least you feel like we don't have to change this because of me because this is a ministry. And I'm not one. No, 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 Lord, don't have her. I swear, I'd be looking at the front. Lord, don't alter it. I'ma suck it up. I'm tired, but I'ma suck it up. My stomach and my back, but I'ma suck it up. But I, I'm also sensitive, and I know reality. Y'all are totally sensitive and experienced sometimes. Y'all, the text message I be getting. Hey, I'm gonna be on 45 minutes late. That's okay with you. Heck yeah, girl. How did you know I needed some extra diseases? Yes, Lord, we honor the Lord for her being sensitive in the spirit. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> because, but no, honest, that that's honest truth is that sometimes we can lose the, the privilege part. It's like, we. this is an honor to be chosen, to be one to share, even fake gems from Marvel movies and others. Okay, it, it, it's a joy. So like, yeah, like you don't, you, I want us to just drill that in. We have to be very, very mindful that we don't just accept the strength but we that we honor and treat uh, the might of the Lord as a privilege to receive, so that yeah. because we aren't um, choosing to take it for granted, He doesn't strip us of the of the might. That's that's a bad place to be. In, okay, it's a bad place. It is. It's a bad place to be, in, and we don't want to be there. Okay, we don't want to be there. Um, right before we go, I wanted to talk about the both and resource for James and James both and resource was for um James both and research was science so her science and her research Thor was talking to her and he said where what'd you say go ahead say it. he said and asked her we considered them one yes so your he said your ancestors say that it's magic you say that it's science, but I come from a place where we say that it's both. And I was like, oh, snap. 
because they're one in the same. Okay. Okay. It's the same. It's the same because the magic has to have a science to it. And the science needs science needs the element. It creates the element of magic. It does. They are one in the, the same. You see magical things happen when science uh, or when the formulas play themselves out. Like it's it's amazing. It's it yes it is. It is you know a marvel to look at. It's it's magic. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes this is for the two D people that that be uh, a little nervous when I say magic and stuff like that. Um, you also have to understand that Marvel, DreamWorks, Disney, all of those things do not um, talk about. Uh, they don't talk about religion, but they talk about faith and hope and inspiration. So in this context, if we would relate the faith and the science as one, mm-hmm. man, what? Because I, in my mind, think that you can both appreciate God's creation and all that he created, all of the things he created, all of the elements he created, and how he created them to react to each other. But I also think that being a scientist doesn't mean that you cannot uh, uh, acknowledge the existence of God. Mm-hmm. I think when we're white people on um, the, the television show where the um, what's her name? Jolene, the uh, African-American, the girl Jolene um, Lord, I can't think of the main character's best, uh, the main character's name, but you know the main character, the girl, her best friend's name was Jolene. And she was a scientist, and she worked in a study where they did uh, test trials based on faith. So they used um, people to come and sing and to come and preach and them to go to religious um, experiences to see how those experiences helped those patients recover. Because she was one who believed that... Uh-huh. It's, it's Dear White People. The show, Dear White People. Okay, so let me just, just it's about a college campus, um, Black Student Union, about the different struggles that African Americans really literally face and in that context, right? In the, the Greek context, in, on campus, colorism, um, not being able to be heard when we're talking about violence against women. I mean, it was a whole lot of things that they dealt with. The original was a movie. Then there was a show called Dear White People on Netflix. And they had a couple of series. But the main character's best friend was studying to be a doctor. And the reason was, was she was a woman of faith. Like she wanted to see both science and the faith partnered together. And I was like, that is so dope. And she said it was she had a, she had another friend too who also believed. So it was like, we, we're not ones who are so spiritual that we don't believe that God created science. But we're also not scientists who don't acknowledge the existence of God. We are those who are both and. And in the same way Thor was saying this to her, it was, he was like, literally like, I know you're looking at this as just research and just science and just reaction, but that reaction 
has an element of magic to it. It's all one and the same. It's all, it comes from a place of the supernatural because he was from a place in the uh, eternal realms. So he could acknowledge both the systems that were created and who created it. Period. <laughs> Don't let your hair hurt. Don't you do it. Don't you let your hair hurt. Don't you let your But I think that we have to embrace for us, the Christian believers, I think we need to embrace more of the both and than we do the either or. Because for years, we thought that being Christian meant that we could have, we had to push ourselves away from certain things, especially medicine and, and science. Mm -hmm. When truth be told, there are some things that cannot be healed with the practice of science, but we also need to be skilled in how to administer medicine. Hello? We need, we need if, if God is going to fill all things, that also means science and medicine. It also means uh, that he's going to fill the entertainment industry. It also means he's going to fill the education system. It also means he's going to fill the politics and the family and all of the seven mountains of influence. If, if he's going to fill all things, then that means we've also got to be skilled enough to be sick so that he can fill all things. We, we're, going, we're going to tell the truth and we're going, hopefully, the goal is that every episode frees somebody. They free somebody from thinking a way that is contrary to the kingdom. We, we're tired. We're tired, okay? We're tired of saying things that don't make sense. We're tired <laughs> of doing the church. We're tired. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. We're not, we're not assembling. We just gathering. Jesus did not die for this. Hello? <laughs> We got that man up on the cross, okay? He ain't even there. Let's start there. Why? Why? Let me leave it alone because I, I can go on the soapbox. But anyway. Put him on the cross. What? He not up there? When he resides in us. Period. Period. I thought, I thought an empty grave is there to prove my savior lives, huh? You want to put up something, put up an empty grave, period. That's the proof. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, no, that's that's part of the proof. The real proof is that when we come into the true knowledge of what he's called us to be and who he wants us to be so that we can fill all things and become the proof of his everlasting life. Hallelujah. Because it don't just start in heaven. It starts here. Amen. Let's take a break. We will be back right after these commercial messages. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Nina T, and I'm here with a pause for a cause. Are you a business owner who is looking to expand your business or, or maybe you are a new owner, a new entrepreneur, and you just want to make sure you're doing everything that you can to make your business the best that it can be. Well, I've got news for you. Power Over Poverty is hosting their Mentee to Mentor program, and it's just for you. 
This program is six weeks of jam-packed information where you can learn how to structure your business while accessing business funding, learning tips and tricks from all of the experts. Now, registration is already open, so go over to www.poweroverpoverty.net and make sure you sign up. Uh, Make sure you get all that you need to get so that we can do business the kingdom way. And we're back. (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah, we got about five more points. We're gonna talk about um five different things and then we're gonna be out y'all way, okay? Before we can get to the next movie, because the next movie, woo, anywho. <laughs> we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this watchman. You understand me? Uh he is the guardian. His name is Heimdall. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um this man is so loyal. And so committed. Um, his commitment is bigger than just his post, but he literally, when we, when we were talking earlier about realizing the privilege, he honors his position and his vow and loyalty. Um, so, Alicia, I'm going to let you talk about the Guardian because you can talk about the Watchmen as a Watchman. Huh? <laughs> Alright. So, Heimdall. Yeah. Okay, so I feel, okay, this is just me when I see him as a watchman. I feel like he had a dual role. And what really stood out to me was when he told Thor in the beginning and Thor and his friends when they were going over to the um, Frost Giants that if y'all not back basically in a certain amount of time, that this portal will be forever closed and you all will die there and he said it was because of his oath not his oath that he made to the king which was Odin but the oath that he made to Asgard I felt like that was something that really touched me not as just a watchman but people that call themselves watchmen as well like we really like how how far are we really willing to go to guard our post that we'll tell the heir or someone that's of the same bloodline that I'm supposed to guard like hey if you don't get it together you can't come back to here that's really dope now you pointed out that he was loyal to Asgard which is why he could stand against in the moment that he needed to stand against Loki Mm -hmm. Um, the first time he challenged Loki was when Loki went down to talk to the first giant king Um, and when he talked to him um, and that was where it was exposed that he was the traitor, right? That mm-hmm. set everything in motion. Um, he went to a place though where the watchman couldn't hear, which mm-hmm. is very different because the watchman can see and hear all they hear everywhere, anywhere within the nine realms. But this specific place, there was a a, a certain uh, signal, I guess, or a certain way that he went that he was so secretive that he put up a shield so nobody could hear what he was discussing, which mm. also put up an alarm for Heimdall. Like, something's not right. If you are in a place where I can't hear what you're talking about, 
it's nine times out of ten because you shouldn't be saying what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If the watchman has to be wary of you, then it's nine times out of uh, ten that you're a you're a threat to the kingdom. And mm-hmm. because he was loyal to the the people and mm-hmm. and his protection of the people, he was willing to for a moment say. I'll turn my back so that y'all can go and find Thor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll turn my back. Yes, I have a loyalty to this man who was in a position, but I recognize that the character of the man is not uh, befitting my loyalty. I think sometimes we are loyal to people and positions, mm-hmm. but the character that is in that position is mm-hmm. not worth the loyalty. Woo! It, it's really bad. It's really bad that we would align our lives to a position. And so if they fill that position, they have your un, you know, undeserved loyalty. Mm-hmm. But they are literally not only working against the people, but they're mm-hmm. not even working for themselves. They're, they're sabotaging everything. And Loki was a sabotager. Okay, we're going to talk about him in a second. But he was a sabotager. He sabotaged everything. And him in him doing that, Hondo recognized that my protection of the people that I've been charged to guard means that I may have to rebel the system in order to save the people. And he had to risk being challenged. So he was challenged when he turned his back and Loki found out that, you know, he said nobody was supposed to go on the bridge. He opened the bridge so that the friends, well, he turned his back so the friends could open the bridge. Mm-hmm. And when Loki found him and was talking to him, he kicked him out, basically told him he was no longer as guardian. And he said, well, fine, I don't have no loyalty to you. He, he, he was like, good, now I can really deal with you the way I want to deal with you because I really was trying not to by way of my position. By way of what I'm called to be, I have to behave a certain way mm-hmm. until the moment where I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He was going to get on that bridge. Okay, he was like, let me tell you something. Let me me tell you what you thought about to have, okay? And Loki had to freeze him because had he not frozen him, he would have defended because of his vow. And I don't know that a lot of watchmen realize that the vow you make is not only to the king, but it's to the safety of the people. It's, it's important. It's important. Alicia doesn't um, serve just for serving sake. Mm-hmm. But she really does desire that God and the line, God would do his thing and people would be changed. Am I lying? You know what I mean? I, it, it's the, the same thing for um, hopefully your, your pastor, your preacher, your prophet. The goal is not just to be in position, but the goal is to have God's heart for the people you serve. People. Mm-hmm. 
man, what is I was uh I, and I'm I think I'm gonna be talking about this David um sight and sound play until they get a new one. Um but <laughs> it was so good because they he literally had to have a heart for outlaws, those who were not, you know, in on the in crowd. They they were people who were in the army, but they were on the run just like he was. And mm-hmm. so because he was God was giving these men to him as sheep, he said, God, you have to show me your heart for them so that I'm able to see them in the way that you see them. So I'll protect them the way that you desire me to protect them. I'll shepherd correctly when you show me what you see in the sheep. I'll watch effectively when you show me the value of what I'm watching over. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But the watchman in this in this movie, he like you said, his vow was for protection's sake. It wasn't for positional power. It was to make sure that the people were saved. That that he controlled what came in and what went out so that nothing that was a threat could come in on his watch. Mm-hmm. And even at the part in the end where we see uh, Thor trying to get back and he's frozen in position. They literally have to send two men because they see the ice breaking. Because of the vow that he had to complete his assignment, that vow was the thing that was breaking down the thing that was trying to hold him and paralyze him. It was the, the love that de-thawed him, I guess you could say. That that thawed him. Yeah. Yeah, that made, made sure he was defrosted. And hearing Thor's voice. Yeah, it was because it, you could see first off when he was froze, you could see his eyes were open. Literally, as a watchman, his eyes never closed. So his eyes were still open, even though he was paralyzed. Could watching. not move. Still watching. Okay. And mm-hmm. so after that, Thor is yelling, trying to get him to respond. But he's like, still can't move. So something has to break, Lord. It, it, it literally was like he was like I I can't stay stuck here, so I'm going to fight through this moment of paralysis in order to be able to be effective in my assignment. So, if you find yourself in a place where you are in a assignment and you get um, wounded or attacked or you know for some reason you are unable to do your duties for the moment you're stuck in a place mm-hmm. you've got to have such a tenacity and a desire to fulfill the call that that is the thing that breaks you out the voice and the cry of the people will be able to be the thing that snaps you out of that moment of paralysis. That was just like last week for us when I was talking, telling you about the niece. Yeah. It snaps you out back into the place of... Out of no pity. Yeah. Out of, and even out of frustration. Because yeah. sometimes frustration is the biggest um, thing that will keep people paralyzed. Because they'll be tired. And when you're tired, you just don't want to do... Fine then. I'm done. I don't have to do. And then you go into this place of, I'm not. <laughs> 
Not that I don't have to, but when you get to the place that I'm not, Mm-hmm. There has to be something that comes and say, hey, snap out of it. Come back to the place that you're supposed to be in and be what you're supposed to be. But nothing got past him unless he wanted it to get past him. He said that too. He said, never has anything got by me. Period. Because he, he took his his job as, like you said, an honor. And he respected um, that he was called to be the one to watch. To watch. On the other end, let's talk about the duality of the the, the traitor, the king, um, the acting king, because he never the acting king, because he, he no longer the king. He wasn't really a king. He wasn't. He was acting like he okay? needs to be. Mm-hmm. Period. He wasn't. He didn't need to be up in there. Okay. As God, uh, as God was at the mercy of Loki, because technically, with the queen by the king's side and the the king in his little hypersleep situation. <laughs> healing room. He was in a heal. Say it. Say it. Say it. Healing room. He was in the healing room. Woo. He was like, take him to the healing room. And could not move until he was healed. Oh, okay. We thought, we but thought the last had. conversation he had before then was with Loki about proving him, him Loki trying to prove himself and that father wound turned into a a, 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 a little health hazard mm-hmm. and that knocked him into a place where he needed to get recovery and to heal mm-hmm. and to take a step and and literally they when they were talking he talked to the queen the queen said we're normally prepared for moments prepared. like that Get out of my head, Janine. We normally are prepared, but this was an unprepared attack. He wasn't he wasn't ready for this one. He wasn't prepared to get this hit. So it, he stayed in it a little longer because he wasn't prepared for the hit that he took. Govern yourselves accordingly. <laughs> Prepare for your hits. I don't like can't like <laughs> you are dumb, I guess. <laughs> ah, woo, David, Jesus. What's that? Go ahead, Nina T. What? What you say, girl? I just had a moment with the Lord. Woo. But prepare for your hits, because literally, if you don't, the recovery time takes a little longer. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! All right. Let me look. He's trying to let it go. We was trying to let it go. We was trying to let it go. I, I got to get past that because I get stuck right there. But the but he sends his father into sleep or into healing. His mother is standing by watching him to make sure that the healing goes well. Hear me? Yeah. This thing. Third watch. Woo! This thing could have got bad. You understand me? What? She would not leave his side because she didn't want to make sure that while he was in a vulnerable place, he wasn't attacked. Because his son, Loki the traitor, literally was about to take his life. Could have took it, taken his life mm-hmm. because of how um, much of a manip- manipulator he was. So she stayed by his side 
to make sure that he was not compromised, to make sure that he wasn't uh, taken advantage of, nobody tried to kill him, all of those things. Um, and in that way, um, after all of those things, I was like, Jesus, a lot of things happening. You know, what is even this? Like, what is going on? It's a lot. But Loki sets up such a dual... He's literally loyal to nobody. He he proved that he was not loyal to Asgard because not only did he lie to the queen, he lied to Thor and told Thor that his father was dead. Not only did he, like, he, go ahead. And he lied to the frost giant. Yeah, he lied to the frost giant and told him that he was on his side. Like, and only in order to compromise and be the one to annihilate all of them like he literally was playing whatever end pleased him he was literally out to serve and um really to honor his own wishes he he has no no loyalty to anyone but himself and i think unfortunately there are a lot of people that think that self-preservation means that i am willing to compromise everyone else at my expense when that's not necessary you are no no one's trying no one's trying to come after you you're creating problems for everybody at this point everybody's not against you you are not public enemy number one hello are we okay stop being paranoid stop being paranoid everybody everybody is not a hater everybody's not Everybody's not in competition with you. They're not. They're not. And if and if you think that, I want I want you to come out of there. <laughs> come, come out of there and get delivered. Because at this we point, funny. What'd you say? I said we're not even being funny. We've been real serious. And real life, please come out of there, please. I beg of you. I beg. I beg. I beg. There are some other places for you to feel. Do not feel the place of insecurity, please. Please. It's cool. That lane is already full. Please come out of insecurity. There's too many people already residing there. Come on out of there. Come out of there. Um, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is because he was insecure, because he was in between two worlds, he didn't see that he was actually very loved by his father. His father took him and tried to make an alliance between two places by forming him into being a better person. But he chose to play everybody. He, cho- <laughs> he chose, he chose, because you can choose, he chose. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was his demise, is that he played the game so well, he didn't mm-hmm. recognize when he was about to be played. My favorite part in this whole entire movie is when they're on the bridge and Thor puts the hammer on his chest and he can't move because the only person that can move the hammer is one who is the character. But remember, the word is not those who who are Thor can lift this, those who are worthy. And because Thor knew he wasn't worthy, he knew he could sit the hammer right on his chest and there would be no way he could move it. That's a different type of level of authority. Knowing that you don't have to respond, react, rebuttal to anything because of the authority that you have and that you walk in and operate in. That blessed me. 
I, I said this uh, earlier when we were talking. Proverbs 16 and 7 is my stepfather's, one of my stepfather's favorite scriptures. When a man's ways please God, even his enemies are at peace with him. Because at the end of the day, if I am making myself aligned with honoring God, if God's literally God's pleasure, hear me, to fight for me in order that I may stay in the way. It's his pleasure to handle those things that are bigger than me, that are giant to me, those things that would overwhelm me. It's his pleasure to take care of that so I can take care of his will. I mean, he's Jehovah Gabor. Don't he fight for us? <laughs> and uh, and fight better than we can, period. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Handel um, before. We were talking about him, um, nothing getting past him unless he let it. And one of the things he let get past him intentionally was Thor's friends because they were saying in a room, hey, we're going to have to find a way to rebel against Loki. We got we to gotta find a way to find Thor. And they knew it was treason. They didn't want to die. They didn't want to get themselves banished, but, but they knew they needed their friend, okay? They, they went to find him by way of help from Heindel. And all his help was, is I'm not going to stop you, but I'm also not going to move it for you. You're going to have to do it, but I'm not going to stand in your way. They find Thor, and Thor is upset because Loki has appeared to him and told him that his father's dead. And so he's believing that he deserves to be in exile because he killed his dad. It's his fault that the father's dead. And they, the friends are there to bring the truth. The friends say, your father ain't even dead, he lied. He lied to you. <laughs> he's a manipulator. You're you probably lie. lie. What'd you say? He, he told a good lie. I mean a good lie, he's a good liar. He's always been a good liar, okay? Your brother lied to you. He's not dead. They're not dead. Don't cry. Dry your eyes. He's not dead. Okay. And homegirl said that when he when he was exiled before, no, before he got exiled, he was like, no. He was like, we know that Thor is many things. She was like, but uh, Loki, y'all, he he didn't have this down pack since children. Now, like, hold on now, y'all. He been a liar for a while. Okay. <laughs> he he well, been evil for a while. He's been evil for a while. He's mastered it. Okay. Um, one of the things I heard, and I don't remember when where I heard it, um, but <laughs> I heard someone say, um, "Never uh, talk, talk shop or never come down to the level of stupid people because they will beat you with experience." I said, "Whoa!" <laughs> I said, "Wait a minute, say what? Say one more again." Experience. That means I don't come down to the level of a dumb person because they've been living at the dumb level longer than I have. So they will they have wisdom in the dumb world. They have wisdom okay with a D-U-M-B okay you understand me? <laughs> they dumb dumb and because they they are experts in that level they, they are experts at being stupid they know how to manipulate me and beat me at that game. I'm not going down there. It's too low Don't for me. do it. Don't do down there. Go, don't go down there. It's too low. It's too low. 
It's too low for you. It's too low. Stay up. Stay up. Please stay up. And they decide to not only stay and, and bring the truth, but they decide to form an alliance to help get all of them back to Asgard. They have to protect um, the people that are on Earth because that's where they are now. Um, and, and they know Loki's up to no good when Loki sends this huge, giant-like warrior robot fire-breathing dragon. He was the man of a steel. It was horrible. And it was like huge. But the problem for me is that it was being controlled by Loki. It was, yep. it was, it was, he was controlling. So he was literally in Asgard on the throne, but controlling trouble and, and situations to um, not only uh, hurt, he had gave the instruction to the man of steel, like, hey, don't let my brother come home. Don't let my brother come home. That was the that was the unnecessary. You do you destroy everything because I don't want my brother to come home. Because you know if your brother gets home, you're dead. Period. You know you but know to everything, no, I think that's a bit much. Wasn't it? But you gotta also think he's not above being dirty. And in wow. the in the perspective of for us, that's too much and it's too and you yeah. destroy way too much. But in his mindset, it was fair game because he's evil. He's not. He's not thinking sanely. He's not. He doesn't. Yeah, he's think it's clean, dirty. He's dirty. When, and yeah. dirty people do dirty things. Sinners sin. Uh, the evil, evil line. Like I, <laughs> they, we don't. We don't expect them to have integrity with their evil. No. I just like. I wish. All right. Just as we don't want to put um, and give Satan more power than we should, we also yeah. want to underestimate him either. Yeah. But we, we want to make sure that we are dismantling the, the suggestions mm-hmm. and, and the traps of the enemy because we're not, we're not uh, naive. We, we know he comes in and he's cunning and he's seeking those whom he may devour. We know that he's an actual, um, uh, he's actually against not only the kingdom of light, but he's against us because we're workers for the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. And, be- and because he's against us, he's not an, a, an enemy of God or an equal to God. He already been defeated. The problem is, is that we sometimes, again, that's the devil is sure enough busy. Well, why are you being lazy? What's happening? What, what? What that means? It, the, what does that mean? If he's busy, that means you need to be praying. You need to be on your guard. Like you get your hinder on and get on your post. Cause you need to be busy too. If, if I remember busy, I told my mother that what you just said. What you say? I said I remember I told my family that what you just said right there. Yeah. If if the devil's busy, don't make sure he's not on your payroll. Period. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're not employing him, huh? <laughs> but make sure that you are just as busy as he is doing the works of the Lord. He's a 1099 employee. No <laughs> Come on, minimum wage. The wages of sin is debt, is what the Bible said. Okay. And I'm not trying to get paid. Period. I'm not. I don't want that. Um, so anyway, so they uh they are trying to save Earth. 
and they, you know, are trying to hatch this plan. They think they've got the Man of Steel broken down, but obviously he don't work like they thought he would work. Mm-hmm. And um, Thor ends up having to go and apologize to Loki and telling him that he'll give up himself in order to protect the people. And when we think that the Man of Steel, going, you know, the little robot thing is going to walk away, it slapped the daylights out of Thor and he went a flying across that room, okay? He went across into that, that dirt. And when he mm-hmm. had fell down and the bruises was on his face and he had gave up the ghost, that hammer started making noise. And not only did the hammer start making noise, but it started moving. Remember, yeah. people were coming to the hammer, even Thor, came to the hammer to try to lift it. Um, Loki tried to lift it. The sideshow line of people trying to go and <laughs> line up. Pick the up trucks. The pick, leaving that pickup truck and trying to pull it. Like, standing the whole bed off. Standing in the front of the truck trying to pull this hammer on, okay? And ain't get nothing but a broke car. You understand me? And all of this is being done. But when the, the word concerning who he had to become in order to lift it was activated. When he left, literally gave up the ghost okay, and went and died on behalf of them people, his character matched the word and the and literally the hammer went to find him. And I was like, oh snap, that hammer's gonna knock the daylights out of Jane if she don't move. <laughs> Cause it's coming quick. And this thing's coming quick and it's coming fast. You might want to move, okay? And he just do. <laughs> I mean, because it was his. And he recognized it was his. I wonder what it felt like to be him the first time to try to lift up something that you know is yours, but you can't lift it. You don't have the character for it. You don't it have was destroyed. Because it's like, this belongs to me. It used to be mine and it's been stripped from me. And there's nothing I could do to be worthy of it again, technically. It's not, cause he didn't get, he didn't, he didn't hear the words that was spoken over the hammer. He was already down mm-hmm. the, down the fight. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even know what to do in order to get the, the hammer back. But I'm sure when he heard that, that ringing, that thing started ringing and that hammer, first off, it tore the mess out that, that robot thing. And <laughs> came around, when he heard that noise buzzing, I'm sure he was like, yes. Resurrection. It's my time. <laughs> <laughs> and then got up in a full stance. Okay. Ready. Okay. He was ready. Fully dressed and fully clothed. Because, he had, because he had the character. Mm-hmm. And the character, when it showed up, everything else aligned to the character. Mm-hmm. Because he was who he was supposed to be. Last point I want to bring up is that um, he had promised this was like a little go ahead go ahead go ahead even his garments had to change to match <laughs> <laughs> woo garments of the Lord <laughs> the garments had to change y'all to match the new place and I, I don't want to think you talking about three piece suit um, means you are ready for the assignment. It doesn't. Come out of there. Come out of there, please. It doesn't mean that. But 
but you should have on the armor of God, which is what we're told to wear, so that mm-hmm. we can stand against the wiles of the enemy. Um, that armor, the fruit of the spirit, all of these things, the garment of praise, all of these things are things that we should be dressed in because they're not visible to the, the natural eye. But in the moment that something, um, a challenge comes, you see what garments you have on and what garments you forgot to wear when the challenge yep. comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so make sure you got on your garments. Garments. And I'm not talking about your foundations and your pearls and your suits. And have on that armor. And your hat. And your, your prayer hat. And your doilies. I'm not talking about that. Because if you have that on and you don't have faith, you still knock up. Okay, <laughs> knock up around your chest. <laughs> um, the last thing is uh, we see this picture. Before Thor leaves, he tells Jane he's coming back for her. He will return for her. To me, it looked like Jesus telling his church he was coming back for it. The man and the bride, it just it just did something. <laughs> but the problem was... Well, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It did that deal at the end. It sealed it. And, and, and they literally kissed they they had an a intimate act like like bride and groom they kissed right before he left but here's the interesting thing what messed it up was for me at first was when he broke the bridge because the bridge was the entryway into earth and i was like well now how he gonna finna get back to it because he done broke the bridge and as he was breaking it loki was saying you can never get back to her you can never get back to her. And I was saying, woo. And I felt like Holy Spirit was telling me, I'm not coming back in that way. Not in the way you expect to see me. Am I going to return the next time? <laughs> nah. I'm not coming on that bridge. I'm not coming in that way. Not in that way. I left you with the comforter for that. <laughs> this reason. So that you're not expecting the same virgin birth, the same. I'm not coming in the way I did before. I already did that. I already, already mastered that. I'm not coming that way again. But I'm going to feel you in that way. I'm I return, and my return is going to be, you know, in judgment and all of that stuff that tells us at the end is gonna happen. But I'm not coming back the way you think I'm coming back. This made me think about how. We get so used to God coming and showing us, get like, show me a sign or that the Holy Spirit in the room or, oh, my daily devotion, he showed up like this. And now he's like, okay, I need to break you out of routine because now I need to expand you. Yeah, because God always talks to me in a still small voice. Well, now he's talking to dreams. Are you are you still open to listening? It's it's not a it's not a still small voice. It's a very real dream that you see and you feel and you like God, go! This is and you think it's ludicrous, but it's actually still the same voice trying to get you a message. But you won't ask what the dream means. Or won't ask the Lord to interpret it for you. That it's that it's that because at the end of the day, He doesn't have to come in the same way. He's going to return. That's the promise. But it's not that he will return the way you last saw him. 
he's going to find another way. There's, there is another way. It, it just won't be in that way. In that way that you're used to. In that way that you keep asking for. And in that way that you're standing and waiting and gazing for. It's not that way. He broke that bridge because he had completed that way. <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> it's his way. Period. He coming in his way. And you got to be open to his way. And that's it. That was all the, the points for Thor. I this was good. I had fun today. But I just want to let y'all know with Nina T. And I've been waiting to do this type of stuff. Because when I was looking at Asgard, y'all, I was on I, I was on Google University. And I was like, Asgard is reminding me too much of the kingdom right now. Yeah. Y'all, y'all got too many towers with different people be watching that. You got this watchman, and you ain't coming up off your throne yep. unless somebody, unless it's a willing vessel. Like, hey, you know what? Some of y'all plotting on the throne. Some of y'all selling out your brothers and sisters to get to the throne. Some of y'all lying on your father to get to the throne. It's it's the kingdom. It's it's why I'm it's a friend. And I'm gonna end on this. This is why I couldn't be all right. So I watch I watch Talk for Jesus. Have you watched it? Alright, so I watched Home for Jesus. It's on Peacock if you've never seen it. Um, I was attracted to it because it was a movie about church, right? Um, but it, it's a satire comedy. And if you know anything about satires, they are like to exaggerate the faults of something, right? Mm-hmm. So they did a story or a movie. It was like a mockumentary of a, a couple, a pastor and first lady who are rebounding from a fall. The, the husband has been caught in sexual misconduct. And so now they are they have closed their church doors. They, they used to have like hundreds of people coming through the church doors. And they have closed their church doors in order to, you know, do the whole repentance and get their life back together thing. Um, and they are planning a reopening. And in order to plan the reopening, the idea was to bring Jesus to the sidewalk so that people will come on Easter Sunday. What came out of that was competition for who was going to open on Easter Sunday. It came, comp- it was, it was uh, still a lot of perversion and, and things that hadn't been cleared up, even though the the present persona was, we're going to make sure everything's good and it's better. The people mm-hmm. that were damaged by the sexual misconduct, the members that left and that was still thinking she was the first lady was crazy for staying. It was a whole lot of exaggeration, but very real problems in the church. Hmm. Um, and and for a moment, I was like, "That's why I'm in the theater industry because ain't nobody writing about the church, right? And there's normally people that don't go to church and they write about the church." And I, Holy Spirit was like, "Stop, stop." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> And, and the more I thought about it, I can't get mad that they did an exaggeration on something that's very real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could get mad if they were doing something and saying something about the church that wasn't true. But I could name the pastors, because it wasn't just one, even though everybody thinks it's just one. I could name the people that they were putting on display in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
And because I couldn't name it, I was like, shoot, God, I got to do better. It wasn't that I was a part of it, but it was a part of the fact that I'm in the kingdom. And if if I call myself a member of the kingdom, I can't just point out the things that are done wrong. And I can't get mad that other people see the things that are done wrong. But I've got to be a visual representation of transformation. I cannot wait until a movie comes out and we don't have good representation to say, well, not everything's like that. It's like, you ain't got to come back. You just got to be. Forget talking about it. Can we just walk a walk that doesn't look like that? Can we make it look like it's making fun of and mockumentary and not like it's actually poking fun at real events in the church? This is my podcast. I say what I want. (laughs) And the truth of the matter is, is that as God looked just like the kingdom, but I've got to make sure that the immature me doesn't show up as Thor, but I show up as the evolved leadership style that Thor was made into at the end, where the protection of the people and, and honoring the king, the father's wishes, is more important than a scheming and a lying brother or sister. They can be restored. And if they fall, it'll be by their choice because Loki fell by his own choice. Literally. He let go. Did he, he not have to go? He didn't have to let go. They were lifting nope. him up. They were pulling him back. Came. The help came. He chose to let go. And so it won't be that I'm going to push somebody into the abyss. It's not going to be that I'm going to talk about them so they feel like they want to die. But it will be a choice. <laughs> that they chose to continue down the path, not that I wasn't there to restore. It won't be that the mockumentary will be real events in my life. That's that's what I'm choosing. <laughs> it can look like the kingdom, but we control how the kingdom looks. If that's a perspective of it, well, we're doing a terrible job. What we doing? What we? I mean, so literally. The first lady is in a mime out, like mime face, in order to get people to honk. Wow. Depiction of how first ladies do anything to uphold the ministry and their husbands, even if it makes them look like a fool. And they be defiling and destroying stuff. Literally. The the husband is like, they coming to see me, and she looking like crazy. Just crazy and deranged. Literally crazy. So I was like, oh, I don't know what you mean. What it? It's called Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul. It's on Peacock. Not Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul. Baby, when I tell you it's crazy, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. It's crazy. It's, it's, it it, it makes you fed up. You 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 gonna, it's gonna, first it's gonna make you laugh like Nuck If You Buck. When you see Nuck If You Buck, you'll understand. You'll, you'll, you'll start laughing probably. Uh, and then it's going to be other parts where you're going to be like, shoot, this is real. Shoot. Oh, shoot, this is bad. This is horrible. This is really bad. But let that feeling challenge us to be the the, be- the best that we can be and make it literally look like a comedy, like it was meant to be. And that's that on that.
That was absolutely amazing. Thanks for coming on the journey with us. And I hope that you join us next week for some more fun. If you have never listened to Kid Like Faith before, wherever you happen to be listening, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend so that they can come along the journey with us as well. Oh, and please stop and leave a review so that other people know how much fun you had listening to this beautiful podcast. Now, we've got a bunch of movies in this universe to check out, and I can't wait to check them out with you. So until next time, make sure you keep your faith kid-like. Bye!